you know, Teddy obviously remained offshore, uh, well offshore the East Coast, but man, the waves and the high surf and the wave action, the rip currents and the coastal flooding that's been ongoing uh, across the Outer Banks here in the last uh, week or so has just been uh, quite amazing. Uh, that, that storm really packed a lot of punch in, and, and it pushed a lot of water towards the East Coast. So, um, but, but now that that uh, system is gone, the waters are trying to settle down. They're still running about a foot above uh, where they should be in, in terms of the high tides. But, uh, but it's settling down. Uh, the beta rain's going to head our way for late this week. And uh, other than that, that's it on the map right now for tropical cyclone activity. Well, probably most people who are concerned have heard it, but tell us the story of the naming of hurricanes and beta and Greek letters and those kind of things. Well, you know, the, the Greek letters, those are reserved for when really there's um, you know, everything else is just pretty much exhausted. You know, so, you know, we've, uh, we've gone through, you know, uh, Wilfred was the last named storm of the, uh, you know, of, of, of the uh, named uh, cyclones uh, that we have, uh, you know, for the, for the Atlantic Basin. And then, of course, uh, if all those names are, are utilized, then, uh, now, of course, you know, the, the, the names are now, um, they're, they're basically the, the World Meteorological Organization, uh, you know, is, is, is the uh, governing body, if you will, that comes up with the tropical cyclone name. So, um, so anyway, that, and, and they've got a list that kind of, it's a rotation, if you will, and names are recycled every six years or so, and, uh, you know, occasionally you have a storm that's been, uh, you know, more, more deadly than others, and that name is, uh, is retired. But, uh, but the idea is, is that, um, you know, we have, uh, you know, these 21 or so um, cyclone names, and uh, once that list is exhausted, then uh, if, if more than 21 named tropical cyclones occur in the Atlantic Basin in a season, um, then we go to the Greek alphabet. And that was only had to, as I, as I recall, recall uh, 2005 was the last year that we had to go to the, the uh, Greek alphabet. Remember, 2005 was the year that we had um, Katrina, and it was just as crazy busy as, as this year. And uh, we made it through all the names uh, cyclones that year, and then we had to go into the uh, Greek alphabet like we did this year. We had Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, and we made it all the way to Zeta, um, which... <laughs> you think Zeta? Well, that right at the end of the list. Well, no, the Greek alphabet's a little different than the than our than our regular alphabet. But uh, Zeta is the, uh, the the sixth uh, Greek uh, Greek le uh, letter there. So uh, so we made it to Zeta. We had six uh, six uh, name systems in the Greek alphabet, and and that was it for 2005. Well, not that that was it. Like <laughs> it was a crazy season, as I said. Uh, you know, we had. Uh, you know, we had uh, quite a quite a number. We had thir uh, 31 tropical cyclones, uh, at least depressions, and of those 31, 28 became uh, 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 storms, uh, now, named now, storms. Now, so, Nick, yeah, Nick, you've got to be careful now. I'm, I'm pulling your leg a little bit, a little toe here, but you're about to, to hoax us here if you don't watch out because we're just past the, the high point, and about half of the hurricane season is left. I'm, I'm a superstitious person is the reason I'm doing this. And, and we've still got uh, October 
and uh, and November, and and I remember the benchmark hurricane for our part of the world. Uh, Hazel took place about uh, about October fifteenth or twentieth or something, and uh, what was it about eight or nine years ago that Sandy came ripping along the east coast? Didn't really make much contact with North Carolina, but did the, did the job on New Jersey and New York, and it was held Halloween. So we got to be careful here. So. Well, that's a good point. I mean, you know, clearly, um, you know, we've always, as we always talked about numerous times, you know, tr- the, October can be a busy month. For can us, be but, right, exactly. Uh, just uh, because the, the the tropical, just because the map is quiet and we've got a clean slate and there's nothing out there right now that we're watching, don't let your guard guard down. We still have a solid six more weeks of what is traditionally a busy part of the hurricane season. So. I don't know. My gut's telling me we're gonna we're gonna exceed 2005. I, I think we're gonna break a record uh, this year with the uh, hi, you know highest number of uh, of system and, and name systems. So that uh, you got to think with, with six more weeks of the busy season <laughs> and 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 what uh, about ten more weeks of hurricane season overall yet to go. You got to think we're gonna eclipse the numbers from 2005. That was the next question I was going to ask you. You know we need to take a break, and you've been. You've been talking good, so I'm going to give you a chance to reload your breath, and we can come back and talk about the hurricane some more, because I know maybe a lot of us, when they gave out those numbers in the predictions back in, in May, we thought, you know, that they were pretty high. They were more predicted storms, hurricanes, uh, nor name storms than we thought, but it's it's just about going to do it. But we'll go where, where Nick uh, Petro, the... Uh, weather guy from the National Weather Service who's with us tonight. Usually when Nick comes, there's a hurricane lurking off the coast or a snowstorm or something like that. He he has a way of occurring at those times. It's about as quiet as it's ever been. But there's still a lot of weather to talk about, and we're going to do that here on the Tom Kearney Show right after this. Can you believe we're that far along? But it has been, as you know, an interesting year with the virus and other things. But we will not talk about that night. We're going to talk about the weather. And the person we do that with most often is Nick Petro of the National Weather Service. And he is our guest. And we've been talking about how clean the hurricane map looks for the time being. But the fact is is that uh, a good bit of the potential hurricane season is still Still there now, Nick. We can go wherever you want to go now. I'm kind of interested if what the what the problems on the that the, the people at the weather service are saying. Well, we need to bring that bring this to the public's attention. It may be like a lot of lot of uh, of water. You know, everything's wet. You know, when you know if we have a storm, be it a hurricane or just a tropical storm, and it dumps a lot of water, we're going to have some. Well, are the rivers going to be full quickly or not? Right. So, so the main thing we're keeping our eyes on uh, here are, of course, is what's going to happen with the remnants of Beta, um, which, as I kind of alluded to earlier, are, are over the deep south in the lower Mississippi Valley, and that rain's going to eventually make its way eastward and move across the Carolinas as we head into, you know, Friday and into um, in, in, through the day Friday, and it's probably clearing out by the time we get to Saturday, but. Um, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, it used to, we used to get, you know, two, three inches of rain at a time, and it wouldn't cause any problems. You know, it would 
it would, you know, obviously it would, you know, let things down. It might, you know, fill up a, uh, fill up a, you know, a, like a roadside ditch or something like that or, you know, um, but now it seems like, you know, two or three inches of rain and, and the new river's flooding, you know. So, so, um, so clearly, you know, that's all a result of uh, it just being such a, a, a wet uh, year and there's so much water in the ground and, you know, the, the runoff is, makes it, that makes it very quick. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, um, that's why anytime there's a system out there, whether it's a tropical storm, a hurricane, any kind of wet weather system, we're always looking at, okay, how much rain are we going to get? You know, is, it, is this something that could cause, you know, flooding? And, and certainly, you know, with, uh, with rivers backed up and streams, you know, uh, uh, you know, if a river were to get backed up, you know, with a heavy, uh, uh, rain and, you know, streams, uh, exceeding capacity, you know, flash flooding is always a concern in those situations. So anytime a big rainmaker's headed our way, you know, certainly, um, flooding is, is one of our top concerns. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen it several times this year. We've issued a, uh, quite a, a number of uh, flash flood warnings uh, for Central North Carolina this year. It's been wet. You know, we're running uh, several inches above normal for uh, for the for the year in terms of you know how much rainfall. Um, like for for instance, at uh, Raleigh Durham International Airport, um, you know, since the first of January, um, we've had uh, 38.84 inches, which is almost six inches above normal. So. You know, so it's it's been it's, it's obviously it's been wet and and it's been that that way. Um, you know, obviously that's just one point uh, on the map. But if you look statewide, it's been gosh, we've got some really neat maps at the water.weather.gov at the National Weather Service. If you go to water.weather.gov and click on precepts, you can see all kinds of rainfall analyses, what's happened in the past, how it departs from normal, is it above normal, below normal. Um, you know, there's so much data to slice and dice, but one of the things I like to look at is the percentage of normal. So, you know, um, so hundred percent would be, you know, would be right back basically where we should be. You know, if you're below that, then, then obviously it's drier than normal. If you're above that, it's lower than normal. So, you know, a, a large portion of, uh, North Carolina, particularly once you get into the, uh, Western Piedmont and the foothills has been nearly 200% above normal for rainfall. Uh, if you go further east, it's a, not quite as bad, but for the year we've been running well over, you know, 120, 150% of normal rainfall. So, you know, that, that, that's kind of um, with, with, with high numbers like that. Anytime we get a good soaker, we have to be on guard for, for flooding, flash flooding, river flooding. Um, you know, and, and, and that's our concern as, as we head through uh, the rest of the fall. I don't know that you can you can account for by you know, naming a cause and effect because, but it does seem like we haven't had as much uh, rough weather this year. I mean, we've had sometimes that I mean, those fronts have formed and marched across the state, and by the time you've had pop up storms that could have some severity. But we this uh, I, I told you when before we came on the air that I wanted to ask you about this. This seems like we've had some kind of mild weather in terms of the amount of rainfall we've gotten, in terms of uh, the, the temperature. We, we will, I don't think it's been above 100 yet in the whole, in, in the state. And uh, 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 does that, you know, I don't know if that, that means anything. That just means maybe how it turned out this year. But uh, does that... Yeah, well, well certainly, um, 
you know, it, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, we, we tend to, you know, track uh, the climatological, you know, uh, records and historical weather records at uh, various airports. And we have three official climate sites in, in uh, central North Carolina, one at uh, Greensboro, one at uh, Raleigh-Durham International Airport, and, uh, and one at Fayetteville, all, all at the airports, of course. Um, that's where we have our, our you know, our, our um, fairly sophisticated equipment that keeps track of all this. So, so anyway, as, as, we, uh, as, as we look through that, we can see that, you know, um, it, it, it's really varied. Uh, Temperature-wise, you know, as we look at uh, data from Raleigh-Durham International Airport, you know, it's been, um, for, for, for at least this year, um, remember we, if we look back uh, to early, I remember early summer, it was uh, the middle of, of uh, June was really kind of cold. <laughs> I hate to use the word cold because, you know, uh, but, but it was chilly, let's say. And, and, and the, you know, the beginning of the summer started out kind of, you know, normal, fairly warm. And then it got really chilly in mid-June. And then it kind of recovered sort of back to normal for the last sort of third of June. And then remember July was just plain hot. You know, we didn't have any days at all. In, in July that were really below normal, you know, and then, and then, um, you know, August was kind of, uh, August was pretty close to, pretty close to normal. And then September, uh, we're, we're actually running uh, pretty cooler than normal for September. Um, so, so, uh, in fact, the last three, four days have been really, really pleasant and cool. We had a couple mornings bottoming out in the forties for low temperatures, uh, which is, you know, quite a bit uh, below normal. So uh, no records have been broken, but as you kind of alluded to, um, we haven't seen 100 at Raleigh Durham International Airport at all this uh, uh, this summer. The warmest it got was uh, 97, and it hit that twice. So uh, so in, in, in July. So, you know, uh, July was hot. You know, we had a long during about in, in July, but uh, now we're, we're, we're enjoying some pretty cool weather right now anyway. How about, I, I warned you about this too, how about, how, uh, we've just had a few days in which the temperature was down in the 40s. I don't remember, at least in Raleigh-Durham, anything where it was, the low was in the 30s. How about the leaves and so on? I noticed that most of my trees have got leaves still on them and they're still green. Yeah, and, and I've noticed that too, you know, um, I'm not an expert in, in, in trees and leaves, but, uh, I've got to think we probably need to get a, uh, a little bit longer run of temperatures into the 40s before we start seeing uh, quite a bit of changeover. In fact, I do have a few trees in, in the neighborhood here where I live and, and, and traveling through the Raleigh area. I've noticed a few, and it's really dependent on the type of tree. But I'll tell you, um, there's one particular tree right outside my office window that I, I looked at it today and it was like, Holy cow, that thing's really changing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, that's uh, happens a lot of time when it finally does happen, it happens quickly. Yeah. It happens quick. And you know what happened, I think? I think what happened was the low, believe it or not, we got to 44 degrees uh, for a low temperature uh, um, yesterday at, uh, at RDU. So uh, 44, I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty chilly for, uh, for, you know, when we normally, our average uh, uh, low is, Generally, in the in the lower fifties for this time of year. So I, I need so, to call. I need to call time on you right now because it's time to check the uh, the news from around the world. We'll get a check on the weather forecast, and then we'll be back with Nick uh, and the weather right after this. 
Tom Turney Show on CCM Radio on, uh, I think, Wednesday, and it's September 23rd, 2020, and we're talking with Nick Petro of the National Weather Service and uh, about sort of the weather situation uh, long-term uh, around this particular time. Uh, relatively quiet on the, the front uh, with regard to uh, hurricanes right now. Before we go back and talk to Nick again, we will let him continue to regather his strength and get his breath back and I need to talk to you about my friends down at 1039 uh, West Street in Raleigh, and by that I mean uh, King's Auto Service. Uh, one of the nice things about doing this commercial here and talking about uh, the people that sponsor our program is that I take my car to if, to uh, King's Auto. We, Mrs. Kearney and I have two cars, and we take them both, and one of them was down there for a visit a week ago today, as a matter of fact, and got the complete servicing. When servicing your car, you need to know uh, what the cycle of service is. Uh, your cycle of service begins the month that you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle, which is what they, in fact, did for me. For those using synthetic oil and driving limited miles, again, Tom Kearney, you may go months past the normal service based on the miles, and you will need to schedule your service to two or three times a year rather than, say, every three months or something like that. During your service, Kings will check uh, wipers, belts, uh, tires, and uh, transmission fluid levels. And for those of you who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified, and certified here is underlined, by the way, hybrid technicians at Kings are able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less and the dealer would charge to replace it. You usually need to do this, by the way, on hybrids at about 150,000 miles. Call Kings tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Loop and Estate Inspection Station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. Kings Auto Service, Raleigh's most uh, reliable auto care since 1946. Again, WPTF uh, time now is 9.36. Now I've got to go and find, see if uh, Nick Petro is at the other end of this line. Are you still there, Nick? I sure am, Tom. What's on your mind now? Where do we go from here? What uh, this, is the, this is the weather hour here, so we need to, to make as much of it. Uh, it's a little early to, to be thinking about what's going to happen in the winter. In fact, astro- astronomically, uh, yes, this is the first full day of fall, I believe. And, uh, right. Yeah. You know, you weather guys started, I think, on September first because it make it's easy to round it off that way. But it, it is. Yeah, it's a meteorological falls. We like to, yeah, as we call it. Uh, you know, in 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 early September. You know, I, I think it's probably a bit early to dabble into what we could expect this winter. But you know what? I always like to to, to go out on a limb and 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 dabble a little bit into way, way into the future. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it seems like um, every time I think I have a good handle on what might happen uh, with the winter, <laughs> Mother Nature throws me for a loop. And, you know, um, all we can do is look at, like, the big patterns, the, you know, the global circulation, the patterns that affect the global circulation, the wind that basically, you know, circles the Earth and encompasses the Earth, and, and the things that affect it. And one of the, one of the predictors, for that global circulation and the global wind is the water. 
you know, most of the planet is covered in water. So the temperature of the water has a profound, uh, you know, impact on the air above it and the wind above it, you know. And, uh, and, and so, so, you know, one of the things we look at, and of course the biggest ocean is, of course, the Pacific. So we like to look at, the, you know, at least as far as, um, you know, our, our, our uh, uh, weather here in, in North America goes, you know, because, you know, at least, uh, you know, weather patterns uh, go from west to east. Our weather comes from the west, so we're all looking at the Pacific Ocean. And uh, one of the things we look at is the temperature of the uh, equatorial region, the tropical areas uh, in the Pacific, and, um, you know, look to see is it above normal, is it below normal, you know, where is it going, is it going to get colder, is it going to get warmer, because that affects thunderstorm activity, which then affects uh, the jet stream above it and, and, and so on and so forth. It's a domino effect. Anyway, um, you saw the models, the, the global models that our climate prediction center is running suggest that uh, the water in the Pacific and the tropical Pacific might be a little cooler than normal. Um, sometimes we refer to that as uh, La Nina um, versus El Nino, where it's warmer than normal. And, and we'd like to go back and see okay, what kind of weather have we had in the winter in past uh, La Nina episodes? And, um, and, and right now it looks like um, we're headed for La Nina, and oftentimes what that means is uh, a little bit warmer than, than normal and maybe sometimes even drier than normal across the, the southeast U.S. But, yeah, that's just one predictor of many, many, many predictors. So I wouldn't take that necessarily to the bank that it's going to be warmer uh, than normal, you know, the entire winter. But, you know, if anybody listening, you know, is checking out, say, the Climate Prediction Center's seasonal, monthly seasonal graphics, a lot of them do show uh, predictions of above normal temperatures this winter. And, and a lot of that is based, of course, on the La Nina. So, um, you know, there's other things that can impact our weather patterns. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily, if you like cold, if you like no, if you like the ice, well, I don't know who likes the ice because, you know, that, that's no good for, for, for anybody or anything. But, uh, but if you like winter weather, I wouldn't give up on it, uh, you know. So, um, you know, so, so it'll be interesting. Every winter is interesting. So, um, no, I don't like to dabble that far into the future, but I thought I'd uh, talk, you know, at least a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, most of the time when you come on with us, we've actually got a lot of pressure on our time because uh, I think uh, – the, it, the first time you ever appeared with me was uh, uh, when the Hurricane Irene was coming on. And was that 2011 or 2013 or something like that? But it was bearing down on the coast, and uh, and we've noticed it many times when. And we, you're sort of invited to come arbitrarily. I mean, that is, you don't have a regular day of the week or month or anything like that. It's just I would invite you every week if I could get away with it, but I can't get away with it because I love to, to talk about the weather, but. But when you come, usually something, uh, the map is full. And tonight, the map is not full. And uh, But uh, I was interested in what you had to say. Uh, is it La Nina that is taking place in the Pacific when it's a little cooler? Uh, and that's what that's we're correct. going to have? Yeah, yeah. So La Nina means, yeah, in the Pacific, it's going to be a little cooler in the, in the equatorial, uh, you know, Pacific. And, and uh, so, yeah, so that, that, that has been linked. Uh, through you know teleconnections, it's been linked um, to uh, the the occurrence of warmer than normal across the southeast and drier. So, you know, but like I said, that's not the only player in town uh, when it comes right. to uh, you know winter weather. 
is there anything unusual about, you were talking about systems and patterns and everything, about the Gulf Stream, the pattern that it has been following, the, the supposed vortexes that it's set up in different places, or we're yeah, just so having a kind of a normal, you know, weather is just chugging along? Well, since you mentioned the Gulf Stream, you know, that was one of the primary factors in going into why it was so busy uh, this hurricane season. Yeah, if we didn't have... If we didn't have another tropical storm or hurricane the rest of the hurricane season, which you and I and everybody listening knows that <laughs> that's not going to happen, no, there yeah, would definitely be more. But if for some reason it totally shut off, uh, then this would still have been an, an incredibly active season with, you know, 23 total storms so far, which is way above normal. Normally, it's actually double than what we, what we normally have. So if, if, if it turned off, if, if the tropical season ended today and it was done and we didn't get any more, we'd say, man, the 2020 was just a crazy busy season, double the normal. Uh, but, but, but certainly one of the reasons for that is because of the, the warm waters in the Atlantic, too. So, you know, the Gulf Stream uh, certainly, you know, which helps carry warm water. It's a warm ocean current along the southeast. Um, certainly is, um, you know, transporting some of that warm, uh, warm water. But uh, yeah, it all goes into it all goes into you know basically this you know massive uh, sort of you know domino effect equation so to speak with uh, water affecting the air and uh, and and above it and creating you know temperature differences which impact the winds and the wind speeds. It all fits together, and uh, certainly um, it all has to be taken into consideration. Water temperature is one of the things we definitely uh, look at. Uh, pay a lot of time. Attention to when we're predicting it, the weather. Well, it hasn't reached us, but there have been two interesting storms in the Gulf. One was Laurel, which is, I think, one of the most powerful storms of its size that's ever hit the the, the, the Gulf Coast. I mean, uh, some of the hurricanes like Chris, one uh, one is uh, 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 the one that hit in 2005. I've I've lost my word now, but Katrina. Christina.
Yeah, it kind of didn't quite live up to what we were expecting, but uh, I think most people will take it. We, we oh, definitely no. need a break. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And as we go to a break now, I'm going to say, looking at the at the Atlantic Ocean, all the way over to the Cape Verde Islands and the coast of Africa, there aren't any suspicious spots today uh, that I yeah. could that I could see on the map. So that's good. But we'll just have to keep an eye on it. We're going to take a break now, and then we'll have the last quarter of the program, Nick. And if there's anything that you want to bring to our attention that, uh, that you want to, to go to go off on, you are welcome to it. We'll be back with Nick Petro and the National Weather Service right after this. 951 WPDF. Tom Curtin here. We didn't take any time to promo, but tomorrow night's going to be one of our nostalgia nights, which means that's kind of an open phone night. And I'm thinking maybe right now we ought to to reflect back on when we went to school, wherever it was, and whether it was 10 years ago or 50 years ago, and think about uh, uh, our best teachers, the ones that did the, the most for us. One of my favorite teachers passed away about a week and a half ago, and I've been meditating on that a little bit. But we might do something else, too. We're always susceptible. Uh, so nostalgia night tomorrow night, and Friday night is going to be trivia night. Tonight is tonight to talk about the weather, and Nick Petro, who is, Warning this. I, I, can I do this, Nick? Warning. <laughs> Preparedness. Uh, meteorologist. Uh, your job, I, I know, is to make sure that the media and the people understand the language and the things that the Weather Service is putting out and understand what it means and help us understand that. And I know you do a good job. And what you're being here now, tonight, for instance, we've... Uh, sort of walked all over the weather map, but talked about a lot of things that people may not understand why they are the way they are and why, what has happened to us. But we have uh, about four minutes till we're over tonight. Is there anything you, you want to throw at us that uh, we, ha- we haven't talked about tonight? Yeah, Tom, well, you know, in, in that title, one of, uh, one of my jobs is to make sure that, you know, in plain language, people understand the threats, uh, the weather threats, uh, the weather impacts, the hazards and, and, and that, that are possible with the weather and what you can do to stay safe. You know, our goal at the National Weather Service is to give folks enough, uh, you know, give folks enough lead time to, so they can do something about it to stay safe when any type of weather hazard's coming. You know, if you know what to do and you, and you know it's coming, first of all, you got to know what's coming, right? So you, you want to pay attention to the weather regardless of what kind of weather's coming. But especially when the weather's turned threatening, you want to pay extra close attention, get frequent updates to the weather, but also you need to know what to do when, when that weather's coming. And one of the things I want to raise awareness in our last uh, minute or so is, is the fact that we've got some heavy rain uh, approaching late, uh, well, actually, let's see, today's what, Wednesday. So tomorrow's Thursday, skies are going to start, you're going to see clouds starting to thicken up tomorrow, maybe by tomorrow night. Um, we may see our first uh, drops of rain, but Friday's looking pretty wet. And, and while most uh, most folks uh, sort of in the listing area may see an inch, maybe an inch and a half of rain on Friday, there could be a few spots that see a little bit more. And, and while I can't pinpoint right now exactly which specific spots will see a little more, I just think that folks need to be aware that if you get into one of these heavier downpours where the rain's heavy for an extended period of time, where you keep getting repetitive heavy downpours, know that flash flooding will be a possibility. And the one thing I want to remind people before we wrap up tonight is uh, probably the number one safety rule when it comes to flash flooding, and that's never drive through areas where water covers the road. 
You need to be especially cautious, vigilant of where there's water on the road, uh, especially at night when it's harder to see the flood dangers. But if you see water covering the road and you're not really sure, turn around. Take it, find another way. Just It might take you a little longer to get home or get wherever you're trying to go, but it's worth it. Don't take any chances because a lot of times what happens when flood waters hit, it washes out the road underneath and you have no idea that what looks like maybe just a few inches of water on the road turns out to be there is no road underneath those few inches and a car falls into it and gets swept away. So that's the main thing I want to want to remind folks is always be cognizant of the risk of flash flooding when there's heavy rain. And there might be some heavy rain on Friday. So You know, you, uh, we, you mentioned earlier how wet the ground is and everything, and one of the things that if we do have a fair amount of rain at any time, but let's say early this weekend, uh, the ground's already wet and it's just not going to go away. It's not going to go away as quickly, and it's going to be standing water for a little bit longer because maybe the ditches are full, the ground, the the, the outlets are full, and so it, it underlines everything you've just said uh, because it's much more likely to happen and so on. So, And we've had a number of incidents recently where people were, were killed, the cars were knocked off roads, and the very thing that you said, the road simply wasn't there in some cases. So thank you for the, for the warnings. Uh, thank you. Nick Petro is with the National Weather Service. He is, appears with us periodically. I try to get him to come about once a month. And uh, Nick, I'm going to say that uh, uh, let's see. It's uh, by the by the middle of October. I'm going to invite you to come again, and we'll see what the hurricane season, which may be winding down then, or it may not, it may not be. Look, but uh, we'll we'll have you come back and talk to us again. Is that okay? That sounds great, and I'll definitely want to be uh, interested in dabbling a little bit more into the upcoming winter season, too. So All right. All definitely right. look forward to that, Tom. Thank you so much. Okay, get your predictions ready. Nick Petro, thank you, Nick. Nick Petro of thank the you. National Weather Service has been our guest tonight. Uh, we have about, uh, oh, about 30 seconds left. Now, I will repeat again the fact that we're going to have a nostalgia program tomorrow night, and for us that amounts to no guest except you, kind of an open phones program where we... We talk about a particular subject. Uh, you can introduce some other subjects if you want to, but it's sort of like, why? How are things different than they used to be? And is there any way that you would like for something uh, to be remembered or to come back? And we may talk about school teachers or something tomorrow. Night. We may talk about something else. Anyway, that's our program for tonight. We'll talk to you following the news tomorrow night.